Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride on Sunday, the 6th of November in the year 2022, and I am broadcasting from lovely, rainy, rainy, rainy Costa Rica, Escazú, in fact, and it has been raining for three days, <laughs> and it didn't rain at all before that. It was starting to become the summer dry season, and but it had to get those last drops of rain in. So it's been raining and it's actually kind of cool and and uh, November-like, but not entirely November-like. I mean, I don't need a jacket or anything, but I, I should not say a word, right? <laughs> to those of you who have already experienced snow, to those of you who have already experienced cold winds and things, um, I'm not complaining by any means. I'm just stating what it's like. So... And we are here on the 6th of November, as I said, and well, so much, so much, so much. Um, where, where do I even begin? Okay, so let's begin with the moment we're in, which is approaching an eclipse. Now, the eclipse is Tuesday, but the eclipse, we're getting geared up for the eclipse. So right now, the moon is in Aries. It is void in Aries. It will go into Taurus 11.15 my time, but now I'm on Central Standard Time again because the clock's changed over there. And uh, it says, you know, 9.15 p.m. Pacific Time, which is 12.15 a.m. Eastern Time in this region of the world. And so the moon is going to be in Taurus for the eclipse, and it is a lunar eclipse. The moon is in Taurus, the sun is in Scorpio. Now, in this moment, the sun is not the only thing in Scorpio. And if you've been listening to me on Instagram and you heard me last week here on this podcast, you know that there are several points and planets in Scorpio. And that would be the sun, Mercury, Venus, and the south node. And this is a north node eclipse because the moon, it's wherever the moon is. That's where the eclipse occurs. So the moon is going to be in Taurus and with Uranus and at the North Node. So it is a North Node eclipse, which is we are going in the direction or being pushed in the direction of what is to be considered fulfillment for us. Now, all this stuff in Scorpio means that there's a heavy weight at the South Node, and it's very difficult to not get dragged into South Node matters. And South Node is where, you know, Scorpio is right now. Um, and it's very much about where old habits die hard. I always say that. And it's always about the vortex of the past and how we don't get pulled back into old habits and old ways of being and worrying about stuff and, and just where we go into this loop and we don't think about the North Node because there seems to be some sort of gratification at the South Node, especially when there are three planets there. Okay. And so pick your, pick your planet. Is it Venus? Are you freaking out about relationships? Is it the sun? Are you freaking out about, you know, your life purpose and what you're supposed to be doing and, and things aren't going the way you want them to. And it just all bets are off right now. It's an eclipse <laughs> with Uranus. <laughs> so, you know, it's expect the unexpected. And, you know, when we have all of this, uh, energy at, Scorpio, we are definitively trying to not put our energy over there. It's like trying to, it's like there's an act going on in the room. There's a big thing. There's a theater production going on in one side of the room and we're not paying attention to it. We can't look at it. 
Now, there's, there's this whole act going on in the Scorpio region of each of our charts, and it's describing something, and it's complicated to ignore it, okay? So you can't ignore it, because as my teacher used to say, you're never just doing the North Node. You've, you, they're an axis. You do the South Node. You do the North Node. It sort of swings back and forth between both. So what we don't want to do is get sucked into the South Node Scorpio things that are happening, and that is Mercury. You know, maybe you're just looping, thinking, 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 and it's analyzing, overanalyzing, over-questioning, and your mind is busy with the wrong things. Uh, like I said, you're freaking out of relationships with Venus. You're, you know, it it's, could be a number of things, especially since they're all together. And so it's very complicated in this moment because Venus is between Uranus and Saturn. And that's what's really making things more complicated. Now, okay, Venus was opposing Uranus. So imagine this, there's a seesaw and one end of the seesaw has the moon going into Taurus tonight with Uranus and the North Node all in Taurus. And then the other end of the seesaw has Venus, Mercury, the sun, and the South Node all in Scorpio. So Venus and in the middle of the seesaw, that the, the little apex thing that like keeps the seesaw moving, that's Saturn. So Venus has opposed Uranus, is squaring Saturn today, tonight, exactly tonight, but it's, it's our emotions, it's our feelings, it's our friendships, it's our relationships. Like, we may be feeling a little bit out to sea. You know, Scorpio's a water sign. We may be feeling a little bit out to sea on these things and not really sure what we're supposed to be doing. And when you are not sure what you should be doing, you should do nothing. And it's maybe it's not doing. Maybe it's not about doing at all. Maybe it's just about being and feeling. And Scorpio is about feeling and experiencing. And, you know, there's not fire involved in this. And in fact, there's really no fire in the sky. As the moon moves out of Aries, it's void now, right? So what are you going to really do? Um, everything else except Chiron is in water, a whole lot of water, a whole lot of earth, and, you know, air. And we cannot take action, take action to do something about it. I'm going to do something about this. Well, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Because it's not doable right now. Things are not doable so much. With Mars in retrograde, it's less than doable. We don't know what to do. We don't feel like doing. We don't have the motivation to do something. We don't have the the gumption, you know. It's it's really a wait and see. And Uranus is lively. And Uranus, when it gets triggered by the moon, is going to present some things to us, I believe, that we're going to either want to take action, say yes to, take a risk and do. And it doesn't mean that, well, there's no fire, so we won't do anything. We'll just sit here and weep because everything's in water. No, <laughs> no, 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 we can't. We just, we sit, we are patient. Remember, Taurus is a very patient sign and we work through the emotions of this. Now, right now we're in the Venus part of this. Venus opposed Uranus. So maybe some things came out of the woodwork. Maybe there should be some surprises that were in store for you and they, they occurred. Maybe what really happened, um, 
was you lost your cool with something. You got frustrated. You got aggravated. You know, Uranus can be agitating. Um, but one of the best things to do right now is just pay attention. Pay attention to your feelings. Pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to what your body is telling you. What is your body telling you? Is your body telling you it wants to just be resting? It wants to do something that is very... Uh, soothing and restorative and that's probably a really good idea you know I think that the energies have been really really heavy and intense and tough and non-stop it's been non-stop I'm in this coaching certification for quantum integration with Yerlin Ramirez and we are going every single day and we had this weekend off and I still had homework to do for it and it's just been nonstop. I, I haven't taken a break. I did work today. I did work yesterday. It's just, it's been, it's been really intense. And I think eclipses are intense. Scorpio energy is intense. It's an intense time. So when you get these moments where you can meditate and take a nap and breathe and be with yourself, you take them. You absolutely take them and you do it because it's not, they're not, present so much because we're running, running, running because it's still an eclipse. Eclipses make everything much more um, intense. <laughs> they, they bring emotions to the table. They bring fiery energy to the table. They make us punchy. They make us irritable. They make us sleepy. They make us want to go home and cry in our pillow. They make us uh, agitated to the point where we feel like we had four cups of coffee and we didn't have any coffee. So you have to understand the energy, stay close to yourself, stay, listen to your body, stay close to your body and go for a walk. Use up the energy in constructive ways. And this is the best thing we can do during eclipses, using up the energy in constructive ways. Now, Venus is not making happy aspects. The opposite to Uranus was yesterday, but it still reverberates. It still reverberates. She wants action. She wants answers. She wants activity and she wants things to happen. And she wants, she's impatient. So Saturn comes in and says, sorry, sweetheart, you have to be more patient. You know, you have to dial down the excitement and dial up the patience and you have to find the balance between like, all right, let's just get the show on the road to mm, not time yet. And timing is everything. You know, I've said this so many times to people. Timing is everything. And it really is something that's important for us. It's not the right time. Why is it not that the right time? Because there are things we are working out in our life every day, whether we realize it or not. And during eclipse time, we get a big push forward on our path because this is the North Node eclipse and we are being given a new set of instructions and some new ideas and some innovative ideas. And that's with Uranus. That's an eclipse with Uranus. So we have to listen, pay attention. Don't get hasty. Venus Uranus is hasty. Venus Saturn says, I really need to take my time with this. So you have to find the happy medium, the balance between I have to take my time with this and I'm hasty. And you have to find the place where all of this blends harmoniously. Ha, huh, that's our task. That's our job. Not so simple, but it does work that way. And so Venus is in between. Now, what's inevitably going to happen is the sun is going to do the same thing and Mercury is going to do the same thing. So what's interesting right now, the sun is ahead of Mercury. The sun's at 14, Venus is at 18 and Mercury is at 13 and it's been sitting at the 
uh, south node. By the time we get to Tuesday, Mercury, which is faster, is going to pull ahead of the sun and it's going to make the opposition Tuesday to Uranus at 9.40 p.m. Eastern time on the 8th. Okay, so that's Mercury opposes Uranus. The sun isn't going to oppose Uranus till Wednesday. Okay, so the sun makes the eclipse action and this is doing this business, you know, the eclipse at 16 degrees of Taurus. And once again, I tell you, 16 degrees Taurus, if you're a Taurus or an Aquarius or a Scorpio or a Leo, you're going to be feeling this the most strong out of everybody, the strongest out of everyone, okay? Because those are the fixed signs and these eclipses are at fixed points and with fixed nodes, north node and south node. So Mercury is very involved in this eclipse as it was with the last eclipse. And so the moon is going to oppose, Mer the list of aspects on Tuesday could like fill, you know, fills the entire day. The moon is going to oppose Mercury, okay, 5.44 a.m. Eastern time. Then the moon is going to oppose the sun in Scorpio. Then the moon is going to conjunct Uranus at 7.47 a.m., and then the moon is going to square Saturn. So the moon is going to follow the path that Venus is in right now, opposing Uranus, squaring Saturn, because it's at Taurus, you know. And then the sun is going to conjunct Mercury, and then the moon is going to oppose Venus. <laughs> and then we're just going to keep going here, right? We're just going to keep going. And the moon is going to oppose the sun, at 6.02 a.m. So that's the eclipse, okay? So the moon opposes Mercury, the moon opposes the sun, the moon opposes Uranus, and then it squares Saturn. And But it's going to oppose all those planets all within like a couple of hours with each other and then square Saturn and then the sun is going to conjunct Mercury. So we're, we're really in an intense, intense group of aspects for the next few days. And we have to remember that when things come at us one at a time and there's so much activity and so much chaos potentially, we have to just take it one step at a time and breathe our way through it. Very important. We're going to feel this. Scorpio is about feeling. We may not share it with everybody. We might not talk about it with everybody because Scorpio doesn't necessarily talk about things the way Gemini does. But, you know, the eclipse is in Taurus and I would say we have a lot a lot of processing to do. The more aspects, the more emotions. The more emotions, the more processing. There's going to be a whole lot of processing. Mercury opposes Uranus, 9.40 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday night. And then we get into the next day and then the sun opposes Uranus at 3.26 a.m. on Wednesday morning, Eastern time. So this is interesting. First, now Venus has been She's in between Uranus and Saturn. She's not finished with that yet. Then by Tuesday, Mercury is going to be f taking up that place between Uranus and Saturn. And then Wednesday, the sun will be become, you know, opposition Uranus. But Uranus and Saturn are still moving further away from each other. And this is very interesting. Venus and Mercury are very close and they move faster than the sun. So they are not, they're going to finish up those aspects within a couple of days. The sun is going to oppose Uranus on Wednesday and not get around to squaring Saturn until Friday. So we got a couple of days. Those Uranus things with Venus and 
and Mercury, they happen within like 24 hours of each other. So, yeah. What does this all mean? It means there's a lot of energy to process, like I just said, but we are being repeatedly Venus, Mercury, Sun, Eclipse, repeatedly being asked to look at the status quo Saturn versus the taking the risk Uranus. Where do you have to expand your beliefs? Where do you have to expand your awareness? Where do you need to take a risk? Where do you need to not let the old habits grab you and pull you down? Where do you not listen to your fears and anxieties, but listen to your heart's desire? Your heart's desire is with the North Node at Uranus, okay? So where it's more exciting, where it's more risk-taking, where you go, I really shouldn't do this, but I really feel like I have to. You know, when you say you shouldn't, it's because so-and-so told me not to. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. My husband will kill me. You know, my wife will kill me. My kids will kill me. My kids will tell me I'm too old for this. Um, my parents will tell me I can't do this. I'm, I'm being ridiculous. Wherever that voice is, that limiting belief voice that's where Saturn is. Where Uranus is, it's telling you, go get it done. Make it happen. Go now. Take a big leap and go. And that's what we have to do. Now, it doesn't matter what area of your life. You, you know where Uranus is. You know where Taurus is in your chart. And you know where Scorpio is. And you know where Aquarius is. The only place that's not getting this immediately is Leo. There's no planet in Leo. But anybody who's a Leo is going to get all that energy from the three corners of this eclipse, you know, dumped on them. So it's really important. Now, somebody like me who's Aquarius with Leo rising, yeah, I'm going to really feel this. I got Taurus on the midheaven. I've got fixed angles. This is a big deal for me. And so I may be presented with an opportunity or you, any of us, might be presented with this opportunity that Uranus is going to be given us, giving to us. So I invite you to expand your horizons and embrace whatever crazy thing comes across your path. It might seem crazy, but you've got to jump in and do it. Now, the other thing I'm going to remind you of <laughs> is August. Remember August? Remember August 2nd when Mars and Uranus conjuncted the North Node? There's a hint of that. I had to take a risk then. I, I got shocked into, oh my God, this isn't going to work if I don't take this risk. So I better damn well take this risk. It, I, and I didn't regret taking the risk. Okay. Too long to explain. Let's just say it's career oriented. Okay. But the thing is that if you if you don't take the risk now, when this comes up again, this is, this is going to have echoes of whatever happened in August, okay? And the universe is saying, you've got to take this risk. Saturn's been looming around Uranus for a long time. They moved apart. Now they're close together, but they're moving apart again. And we're going to be done with them, but they're still close enough to matter during this eclipse. And I advise you, you must, must, must... Follow the crazy thing as long as, you know, it's, it, it doesn't mean I'm going to climb the Empire State Building. No, 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 no. We don't do that. But do something that is within reason that you know is the next step in your life and you feel it. And that's the Scorpio Taurus part. You feel it. 
And always when you make these decisions, they shouldn't be made with the brain. They need to be made with the heart. So, and the feelings and the intuition and the gut instinct, okay? The brain is going to talk to you and it's going to give you maybe the Saturn in Aquarius, right? Like the dozen reasons why this won't work or you shouldn't do this or why it's like not right for you. But your heart and your gut, those are other brains too. They have plenty of neurons, got plenty, thousands, millions, billions of, you know, of, of, neurons in our brain, in our heart, in our gut. That's the three brain alignment that I've spoken of before. Your brain may not want you to do something, but your heart and your gut say yes, then you've got to do it. Um, we are always being cautious. Use a certain amount of caution because we can't ignore Saturn entirely. But oh my goodness, we're going to give this choice. We're going to be given this choice over and over and over again. And maybe right now it's your relationships. And maybe the day after tomorrow, it'll be words you need to speak with Mercury. And maybe after that, it'll be the sun. It'll be like what you, what your life is calling you to do. There's going to be so many options in this, but we have to pay attention to our heart and our gut. And that's what the truth is, okay? So that's the big big, big stuff. And it's not over when it's over, you know, that day. Okay. You know, we woke up, the eclipse is over. I missed it. No, it is something that is going to give you life for the next bunch of weeks. And then you're going to, you're going to remember this. The way I remember August 2nd, the way we all kind of remember the beginning of August as something because Mars and Uranus conjunct at the North Node, this is now an eclipse with Uranus at the North Node going to bring that all up again. What do you need to do? Where do you need to take the risk? Where do you need to jump in and say yes to something? Where do you know that you're meant for more and that playing small isn't going to do it for you anymore? That's what we're being asked to do. And it sounds crazy, but that's Uranus. It's crazy. And so we have to just own it. Know it's within our reach. And if it seems like, you know, like I said, we don't want to climb the Empire State Building then you just, you, you have to do what's, what's in balance and when, what's in within reason, you know? And so this is what the theme of the week is going to be because this energy is staying with us. You know, the eclipse will happen and then the sun's going to oppose Uranus. It's going to be more information about the eclipse. Then it's going to square Saturn, more information about the eclipse. Mercury will square Saturn, more information about the eclipse. It's all happening all week. So this is it, man. You know, my job was easy this week. I just tell you about an eclipse. In the meantime, the moon will make that eclipse and go void in Taurus sextile Jupiter on Wednesday the 9th at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And then it will enter Gemini 8.37 a.m. And that's Eastern time. And we're not worrying about after that, you know, it's just going to be, we're going to be feeling this for a while. The only time is, you know, when we can say we're done is when we have the new moon on Wednesday, the 23rd in Sagittarius that kicks out the eclipse period. And that's going to be really, really good. Why? Because it's in Sagittarius, which is always a good time. It's the day before Thanksgiving, right? So it's when, you know, holiday season really gets into full swing. And Jupiter goes direct the same day. So really, 
interestingly enough, that new moon occurs, and I know I'm getting way ahead of myself here. We're two weeks ahead. But on the 23rd, that new moon occurs five minutes, literally five minutes before Jupiter goes direct. And that they are completely, they have everything to do with one another, okay? And that's Jupiter ruling the new moon. That is going to be one big gratitude party, okay? And whatever decisions we make at this lunar eclipse, and it's exciting, get excited. Something's coming for us that is going to provide a vision greater than the one we have now. Right now we're under Saturn Venus as I'm recording this. We're under Saturn Venus. And it's like, nah, okay, yeah, I suppose so, I guess. But it's so, don't be fooled by Saturn. It's so, it's so, um, so the wet blanket. It's such the wet blanket. And don't let Saturn be that wet blanket. We're going to get asked several times, are you sure this is what you're going for? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you double, triple sure? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And when that new moon comes, it's going to be amazing. That's going to be an amazing, I've never seen that happen before. You know, maybe it's happened 30 years ago and I forgot about it, but really, I've been doing astrology a long time. Um, that's a brilliant aspect, and that's going to be incredible. And that is a time to start the party. So the other things happening this week, Venus is going to try Neptune on Thursday, which is absolutely lovely. Make a wish. Remember, you know, we do rituals for lunar eclipses and full moons and stuff. Clear, do a clearing, you know, if you want. But really, this is this is... The last one was the one to do the clearing. The last eclipse was like releasing. This is where we're really embracing something at that at that moon. But Venus and Jup um, Neptune are really special and sweet. Venus is going to be in Scorpio, and she is speaking sweetly to Neptune and Pisces, and they are having a very lovely romantic conversation. So maybe something very sweet and dreamy will happen this week that will support us in our notions of what our dreams are and what can be fulfilled. The other things that are happening this week is that, you know, the moon will be in Gemini for those days, and then it will go void Friday the 11th, 5.28 p.m. Eastern time, and then it enters Cancer 7.22. So at about two hours of void. And, you know, it's Friday night. So in this region of the world, where you are, maybe it's in the middle of the afternoon, but it goes into Cancer, and then it stays into Cancer next weekend. And Mercury will then try Neptune. Everything, so everything's going to follow a sequence. Remember, we've had these things before. Venus, oppose Uranus, square Saturn. Then Mercury, do the same thing. Sun, do the same thing. After Venus does all that, she's going to try Neptune. Then Mercury is going to come along and try Neptune. And then when the Sun is finished with all that business, it's going to come along in Scorpio and try Neptune. That won't be till Monday the 14th, but that's okay because it's a sequence. It's an opposed Uranus square Saturn try Neptune thing. And then eventually they'll all sextile Pluto, you know, um, on the way out of Scorpio. And then they go into Sagittarius. So it's okay. Um, this is a, a, a pattern, okay? And we're working through the pattern, one planet at a time, three planets, one planet at a time. And they are talking to us and they are asking us if we're sure, asking us if our plan is good, asking us to take the risk and to, to remember, maybe you promised yourself something back in August. 
Maybe you said, I've, no, I'm going to change this for good. I know I did. And, you know, it's been a bit of a rough road. September and October were no picnic. We're getting to this eclipse. And then after this, things are going to start to shift and change. Then Venus is going to enter Sag. Mercury is going to enter Sag. And then the whole theme of the astrology is going to shift into something a little lighter. Mercury, Venus, great. And then eventually the sun. And then we're getting into the new moon and everything in Sag. But Mars is still retrograde. Mars is still retrograde. Okay. And it's still retrograde in Gemini. And once again, I tell you, if you have not seen my webinar, I advise you to look at it because it's going to be with us retrograde till mid-January. And it's still going to be making these aspects into March. So what Mars is doing, you want to you wanna get in touch with that. My webinar is available on my website if you click on book online at thegoldenastrologer.com and you scroll down. It's also available on mastermind.com because I am now working with mastermind.com for putting up courses. So I'm going to start putting up more courses there. I'll keep you posted about that, but uh, everything is going to be, you know, available. It's available in two places. So you can go to mastermind.com, write in astrology, Deb McBride, it will probably come up. Um, and it's otherwise called driving forward with the car stuck in reverse. And that is the webinar on my website. If you go to mastermind, there's a little introductory video and you can, you'll buy it in the videos right there with me. If you buy it from my website, I will need to send you the link. So if you buy it in the middle of the night for me, you'll wait till the next morning when I'm awake, when I then purchase, uh, can send you your purchase. Um, and there we have it. That is our week. It is mostly almost always about this eclipse, eclipse, the planets involved and the aspects they make as a result of this. And it isn't just, you know, the eclipse is one thing in and of itself. If there was no eclipse happening and these planets were where they are, they'd still be doing this business with Uranus and Saturn. So this is a big week. It's one of the biggest weeks of the year. Please, please pay attention, make some good choices. Reach out to me for a session if the energy is too much for you. We can do an astrology session so I can help explain how it's happening in your chart. Um, we can do a Reiki session so I can help calm the energies for you and clear some things. And we can do card readings too. There's lots of different, there's archetype readings, there's alchemy readings. The alchemy cards are gorgeous. They're beautiful. So go to my website, goldenastrologer.com, and you'll be able to click on any of those options to um, connect. And I do emotional clearings as well. So anything that you feel you need right now, I am at your service. I'm here on this podcast every week, and I am on Instagram every day, The Golden Astrologer. I didn't post today, but that's okay. I have things up there anyway. And I advise you to take this one step at a time. Seek out help if you feel that the energies are too much for you. Uh, professionals like myself are here to assist you. We know these energies. We know how to work with them. We know all the details of what this means and how it's affecting you. So please, please reach out and um, don't go through this alone if it's too much for you. It's a lot of energy. It's intense. On that note, I thank you all for listening. Mucho gratitude. Muchas gracias. And I bless you, give you divine blessings on, upon all of you. 
divine white light upon all of you during this eclipse. May you have a beautiful eclipse. Stay tuned, and I will see you next week. Much gratitude for listening. Thank you.